Welcome to For Good Measure, an interview series celebrating diverse composers and other creative artists, sponsored by a grant from the California Arts Council. I'm Nanette McGinnis, Artistic Executive Director of Ensemble for These Times. In this week's episode, we continue our conversation with Sinova, who we spoke to in July 2021. Your work has been described as combining avant-garde music with electronic music, Taoism with Afro-Caribbean roots, and exploring meta-themes of nature, spirituality, Afrofuturism, and self-exploration. Could you talk about your creative process and your inspiration? I would say my path is it's different from um, the uh, litany of composers in a sense where I am not classically trained and I haven't, um, I was, I would say it, the, the honest truth is forced, but I really enjoyed it. But I, I was forced to watch um, films from my mom's childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched a lot of films from the 30s, 40s, uh, 50s, and 60s, and, and basically stopped at the 60s. Um, um, and from that, I took in a lot of music. I remember the very first time I fell in love with uh, Herman Bernard's. Um, uh, piece love uh scene de more uh, for vertigo mm-hmm. and i just remember these moments from listening to uh, punk music uh, 60s music all these music i was like i was a i like my dad and i were jazz heads you know we go to the jazz club and we're the one to bop in our heads you know to every <laughs> every rhythm the drum is doing right so um with that said I feel like I've been studying music all my life, honestly. And um, I take these um, influences, I feel, and I, I bring them along with me. And so the, I would say, like with the Taoist perspective, it's really about um, being one, um, with the creative process, um, being fully present when creating, um, and also allowing um, contrast to come very, very easily. When it comes to like the Dao's perspective or kind of this uh, meditative quality of sound, um, I, I feel like I pick up influences from Toru Takimitsu because I first learned of him through his uh, book and, and later after that uh, discovered his sound, which was incredible, which is incredible. Um, yeah, but what I love about him is he wrote about this, but he also put it into practice, his use of silence. To me, it's so profound how he does it. Uh, and... I also feel like the absence of sound um, is, I don't know if it's something that's m- more used in an in, in, in Eastern lifestyle, but uh, to me, it was, a, it was a refreshing difference from kind of um, the music I grew up with, which was from classic rock to disco, but it's about sound and it's not about uh, allowing a, a rest to linger, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Um, so I would say it's just, for me, uh, 
I'm not sure I'm answering your question <laughs> correctly, but these people that really spoke to me, and I guess these influences are my favorite composers, um, particularly Harold Budd, Alice Coltrane. I remember I um, I discovered Alice Alice's Coltrane, um, her work rather recently. Um, I've never been into her jazz work. I mean, I, I like her jazz, but it's it's pretty um, traditional. And that period right after John Coltrane's death, when she was experimenting with harp and jazz, I think that's cool. But to me, that's not the meat and potatoes. To me, it's when we go further, um, where she's really doing her own thing. And you could tell that she's just so free and, and, and it doesn't, care about uh, fitting into a particular uh, a group or genre. Uh, even I was reading the album notes for one of my favorite songs called Rahid Shyam. And I saw that I think she had like seven, seven violins, like two cellos and like maybe one, one, one viola, something completely very uh, unusual combination of strings, but you could also hear that. You can hear this kind of piercing, high-pitched sound. Um, and the beautiful thing about it was that it was purposeful. And, you know, in contrast that to me learning all these theory books about, you know, the balance between the instruments and all these things that are also important, but to really see people go out and find um, their their own way of expression um, and to be unafraid of that needs a, it's a very um, fascinating. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know, I just feel like uh, my, my influences, um, honestly, they come from everything I've, I've, I've picked up so far um, and particularly like a handle, I, 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 I love Handel um, the most out of out of composers from that era, and from him, I really love the way he his intervals. He'll go up a fourth and then come down, um, a, you know, a minor or major second. Um, and I just like like that he he skips like that, or he'll go up a sixth and then come down uh, a second or a third or something like that. Um, and it's just like these things. I don't know. You pick it up and you, you all, you know, eventually you, you have your own sound. <laughs> but, but, you know, if it's about who, who am I and, and, and how am I going to really um, express myself in, in the most authentic way, you know, I'm still, I feel like I'm still chiseling out um, uh, the sculpture of, of who, who I am and um, being inspired and emboldened by um, by other composers, particularly I listen to a Meredith Monk uh, thing because she inspires me. And then I started just listening to her discography on Spotify and um, kind of like Rothko. I have some like a couple favorite pieces, which I love, but for the most part, uh, Rothko, I don't get the, the blue with the black colors, you know, but um, but he has, <laughs> he has some really nice pieces. And I felt like for her, it's like um, she had some pieces that really spoke to me. And there's some pieces that were um, 
intriguing and creative, but not really of my interest. But those pieces are the ones that said, wow, Shannon, look at how Meredith found her voice by having uh, these odd vocal ranges and sounds and tones. And what if you could do something like this in your way? So it would not be with um, using voice in that way, but it's the idea that she found something that was her, hers and uh, something connected with and that admires me so much do you think it's important to have role models that look like oneself absolutely i i um i i really think so and i, and I say this um mainly because i hear a lot of people explaining how important that is to see people who look like them um in a particular space and for me, I just, as, as long as you're human and you're doing something, I immediately think I have the ability to do it. So <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know, what, uh, what sex or gender or color um, you are. Um, but I will say that I go out of my way um, because given, um, you know, if we look at the disparities, let's say, of um, Black composers, or disparities of, of any other non-white composer in the, in the Western um, hemisphere. Um, you know, it's 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 obviously because of the disparities in other aspects. You know, it's just not an it's not yet an equal opportunity um, to either get the the music education or um, the exposure um, or whatnot. So I I, I think that. Um, from, I mean, also like support family to support community to the resources. So um, I feel like, um, you know, when I do see people of color who are composers and they're out there essentially doing or trying to do what I am doing, which is self-expression and, 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 and art creation, I'm, you know, I'm going to support it uh, regardless to me, as long as it's authentic. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. And, and I do know how important it is for other people um, to see uh, role models. I mean, whether it's, I, I hear women talk about how it's important for them to see women in leadership at, at uh, uh, companies and, and so forth, um, or uh, to be uh, people of color and in and, and a professor, um, professor role. So I, I, yeah, I support it. I, for me, it, it's, it's also inspiring. Um, yeah, it's inspiring. It, but I, I have to say, like, it, it's never been where I felt like I couldn't accomplish anything because there wasn't a black woman. But that is to say, if there is one, even all the better. Thank you for listening to For Good Measure, and a special thank you to our guest, Say Nova, for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking on the subscribe button and support us by sharing it with your friends, posting about it on social media, and leaving us a rating and a review. To learn more about E4TT, our concert season online and in the Bay Area, or to make a tax-deductible donation, 
please visit us at www.e4tt.org. This podcast is made possible in part by a grant from the California Arts Council and generous donors like you. Four Good Measures produced by Nanette McGinnis and Ensemble for These Times and designed by Brennan Stokes. With special thanks to audio engineer extraordinaire Stephanie Newman. Remember to keep supporting equity in the arts and tune in next week for Good Measure.